Hello, everyone, and welcome to a special holiday edition of Commitment Matters. We wanted this episode to be our holiday gift for you as you wind down this eventful year, one that for most of us has passed by far too quickly, and to have in your mind as you set your sights and plans crafting your new year ahead. So we had an idea to ask some of the leaders in our industry, some of whom have been our guests here on the podcast and some who have not, to share with you some of the best advice they've ever received. Now our ask was open and simple. The advice they shared could be personal or it could be professional, but we wanted to know something that had been handed to them along the way that they've used time and time again along the course of their life. And boy, did they come through for you. I think you'll find some true and wise gems in this collection. It's always amazing to me how we birds of a feather somehow manage to flock together. Though these guests each have different jobs in our industry and they've had a myriad of different experiences, I think you'll quickly spot a coalescence of thought, a harmony of spirit, a like kind of mindset, and it will be one that you recognize, one that resonates with your own. And while it isn't magic that we all find our way to this industry and to one another eventually, I do still marvel at that fact. Even after all these years, I've been able to enjoy time with you, my chosen family of title and settlement professionals. We won't be highlighting the job titles or company affiliations of these guests today. This isn't about that. By now, most of you call this series of guests friend. And that's the way we wanted this episode to be for you. Voices of friends that you respect and admire. Sharing advice that has meant something to them along the way. Words that have served them well. So please enjoy this episode and a few minutes of philosophy from friends. The lovely Anne Anastasi starts us off demystifying the fundamental truth that rests at the heart of providing exceptional customer service. As I traveled the country over these many years giving speeches about customer service, I came to realize that exceptional customer service comes down to one unexceptional tenet, simple human kindness. If we answer our customers' questions with kindness, with patience, with the understanding that to us it may be just a closing, but to our customers it is a lifetime event, then exceptional customer service inevitably follows. I was getting gas one day, and a woman of a certain age walked by me. She was beautifully dressed in a pair of tan pants, a crisp white shirt, and I told her how nice she looked. She started to cry. Thinking I did something wrong, I walked closer to her, and after a moment, she told me that her husband had recently died, and this was the first day that she had the courage to leave the house on her own. She said, you do not know how much your kind words mean to me. A simple word, a simple gesture, a simple act. Gather your employees together once a week and ask them what simple act of kindness they showed over the past week. You would be surprised how the environment in your office will blossom into the greatest place to work and the best company to use. Thank you, Anne, for your heart-centered leadership. So many of us have been shaped by your words along our path. 
Now, for any of you that have been closers, you'll recognize the importance of another aspect of customer service, highlighted deftly here by Jim Kellison. The best professional advice I ever received was always to remember that being right doesn't always carry the argument. Many times, logic will not win, and sometimes you have to simply accept it and move on with the decision that's been made. Oh, Jim, you're so right about the whole right fighting thing. That can be a hard one for some of us to get through our thick noggins, but we know you're right. Jim also shared some fantastic personal advice he received, and it's a good daily reminder for everyone as we navigate the tricky business of connecting with others. The best personal advice I ever received, and I still try to put it in practice every day of my life, is to remember that the person that you're talking to or the person that you're passing by on the street has their own struggles and we don't know anything about them. Always treat everyone you speak to with deep empathy and try to remember that their problems are not your problems and vice versa, and that empathy goes a long way towards treating other people in the world with respect and fairness. Are you sensing a theme yet? Part of why I love our industry so much is because of the enormous hearts of those who work in it. Several of our guests shared advice from their dads, too, which is great. Dads tend to give really good advice, even if it takes us years or even decades sometimes to realize just how wise our dads really were. Friend of the podcast, Chuck Kane, shared some great advice from his dad that helped shape Chuck's own philosophy of work. Personal advice that I got as a kid from my father was that whether you're a ditch digger or the president of the United States, do the best possible job you can at that job and be the best you can be in that job. Not only did it teach me that you have to do your very best and make your best efforts, no matter what you're doing, but also that you respect others for their work, regardless what role they have, because every role, every job, every person is important. Staying with the professional advice theme, we had a written submission from another friend, Jim Russick, who touches on the importance of engagement and involvement in your chosen profession. It goes like this. The best professional advice I ever got came from an early mentor of mine, John Thornton. We formed a friendship through the United States Air Force when I was on active duty, and he was a reserve JA attached to my office. This was six years prior to my entering the title insurance industry. We never worked for the same underwriter, but John was very wise and appreciated that industry leadership benefited all. His advice to me was to get involved with the Florida Land Title Association and the Real Property, Probate, and Trust Law section of the Florida Bar. I protested because I was with a small company and the only Florida underwriting council. John didn't care. In fact, he insisted, and I followed his sage advice. This has led to my holding a number of positions within FLTA. I began on governmental affairs and ultimately chaired that committee. I did multiple stints as a member of the board. I chaired the FLTA Forms Committee, the Insurers Committee, and ultimately served as its president. I have served on the executive council of the RPPTL section of the Florida Bar, sat on multiple committees, and been privileged to have a meaningful voice for roughly 30 years. 
Following John's advice got me involved with the ALTA, where I have had the distinct honor of serving on the Forms Committee for almost 20 years. So all of this ties into the best piece of personal advice I ever got, which was given to me by my father. He retired from the practice of law after 30 years and regretted having done so for the rest of his life. He said, don't retire too early. And by that, he meant to cherish purpose in life and pursue that purpose for as long as you can. I continue to follow this advice to this day. I am privileged and appreciative of the people I get to work with, and I am blessed to have a purposeful career in a vital industry. In short, Jim sums up, stay engaged, give back, leave tracks, encourage others, live a meaningful life. Thanks, Jim. I love how you successfully wove together the advice from your professional mentor and your father into your own philosophy and outlook. And thank you for the tracks you're laying down. Wayne Stanley is next up, and he shares two pieces of dynamite professional advice that I know you'll be quoting at some point in the future. Wayne? I was once told that you can never turn down a job that you haven't been offered. And I think this has always been interesting to me as I've had many conversations throughout my career and personal life that might benefit me or might not as I move forward. It was an interesting thing to think through. I think a lot of times when we have the opportunity to have a conversation about a potential new role or to volunteer with a new organization or even to make decisions within our families, we hold ourselves back. And I think that a whole idea of you can't accept a job you haven't been offered means you hold all the keys. And so that's something that I've used a lot in my personal life and in my career. And I think that it's something that I hope can help a lot of you too. The best professional advice I ever received was that it takes six months to understand what a job is and 12 months to be good at it. This has been incredibly helpful to me to give my own self patience and understanding as I go through new career opportunities and changes in my professional life. But it's also been super helpful for team management to get new hires to understand that it really does take a long time to wrap your hands around what a job actually entails and then that much more time to actually be good at it. My team sees this all the time. I tell all of them about that quote the first week that they're working at Bow Digital. And sure enough, within about six months, they're like, you know, I think I'm starting to get the hang of this. And about a year into it, I find myself saying, you are really good at what you do. And so I think that it's definitely true. Six months to understand what your job is and a year to be good at it. And if we can all keep that in mind, I think we'll have a lot more patience as we move forward in any of our professional endeavors. Thanks, Wayne. Those are both fantastic. And I love how those thoughts can bring clarity of mind into some traditionally jittery situations. Now, while we're in the lane of professional advice, Shauna Cardello shares some concise and important thoughts about hiring decisions, staying true to yourself, and charting the course of your own destiny. Hire for the culture in your office. You can always train somebody in a specific industry. Set boundaries for yourself and don't let anyone cross them, including yourself. When you are at the top of your game, there will always be somebody nipping at your ankles. Kick them off, move forward, and keep your eye on the goal. Thanks, Shauna. Sometimes we can get bogged down in decisions that we shouldn't really get bogged down by. And I think the next time we start doing that, we will remember your words and just keep moving in the direction we know we want to go. 
All right, listeners, we have four more pieces of advice for you to send you into your holidays. And there really isn't much I need to say about them. So I'll just hand it over to Cornelia Horner, Allison Gareffa, Diane Tom, and back to Anne Anastasi once again for their thoughts on respect, legacy, and empathy. Take it away, ladies. Early in my career, my boss, Senator Heflin, taught me about respecting people. When I was the intern coordinator, we always took our interns out to lunch in the Senate dining room. When we'd get there, everybody in that place was making such a fuss over the senator. They loved him. And so once we got seated, he always worked it into the conversation for the group. You know, you can tell a lot about folks by the way they treat their waiters. And he was trying to make sure that we all knew that he meant every person deserved your respect, no matter who they are. He was a great boss. We certainly could use a few more like him in the Senate right now. The best advice I ever received was actually not spoken to me, but it was modeled. My first job out of college was on Capitol Hill working for a member of Congress. His name was Ike Skelton. He was from Missouri. What I noticed in just a short time after starting to work for him was that he would interact with the chairman of the Joint Chiefs or the president the same exact way he would with the janitors in the Capitol complex. Such a good reminder that people are people and everyone should be treated with respect and kindness. I've carried that with me in my own life, both professionally and personally. I modeled it for our two boys when they were growing up and certainly tried to walk that walk in my professional dealings. Our legacy won't be the job that we had, the title or letters behind our name, how much money is in our bank accounts. It will be how we made people feel. Some of the best advice I've ever received actually came from my dad. And my dad was an immigrant who came to the U.S. in 1959 from Ireland with barely any money in his pocket. And he was coming because he was told there was gold on the streets. He arrived in Philadelphia with my mom, who was also from Ireland. And they were married, had five children, started a business. And one thing he used to say to me, even, you know, when I was in high school and I was in college, pretty much my whole life, and it stays with me today, that this is America. You can be anything you want to be in this country as long as you're willing to work for it. And I can't tell you how many times I was in a role and someone told me, you know, oh, girls don't do that or oh, that's not a job for girls. I just remember thinking to myself, hmm, that's not what my dad said. And I plow ahead and do it. So I think I was very fortunate to have that advice and it has served me well. And I don't think I'd be where I am today without that sitting in this role as a CEO. So my dad is still with me today, although he does have dementia, but I think about that often. So thank you for the opportunity to share that advice. Take care. Bye. When I hear or read a great quote or a smart turn of phrase, I write it down. And I often go back and reread my collection of thoughts. Some inspire me. Some make me laugh. Some calm me, but all move me in some way. Out of all of the citations I have saved over the years, this one, which has been attributed to the voices of the people of Bermuda that rose up against segregation in the 50s, by far is my favorite. And it goes like this. 
the conscious effort of ordinary people choosing to do extraordinary things. Think how this thought can be used in life and in business when you and your staff are facing challenging times. The conscious effort of ordinary people choosing to do extraordinary things. Well, there's nothing I can say to ever top this wonderful collection of life and work advice, so I won't try. My heartfelt thanks to everyone who shared their valuable wisdom with us. It's my pleasure to know and work with each of you. I would have loved to have met your dads too, and your mentors. Thanks for conspiring together to create this wonderful gift for our listeners. And listeners, feel free to share this with your staff and coworkers too. Because paying it forward matters. Making meaning in our work matters. And what you do really, truly matters. Happy holidays.